Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, mighty marauders from Menachee territory. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Meet Me at Menachee, a walk down memory lane. My name is Emily Drum, but you might know me as Emily Kuntz, Menachee class of 2001. Um, my dad is Dave Kuntz. My mom is Kathy Vanny, and I think you can safely say that Menachee is definitely in my blood. I'm also a member of the Menachee Alumni Association, um, and the Menachee Alumni Association is the one responsible, the group responsible for bringing you this podcast. Um, the podcast you are about to listen to is an interview between Kim Gooden-Rafnan. Kim graduated from Menachee in 1978. And if you have a chance to be around Kim, it's like you, you feel like you're at home uh, with a very, very good friend. Um, Kim was interviewed by myself and our current senior, Madison Baxter. Madison is a star athlete at Menachee High School, playing volleyball and basketball. And uh, it was a really exciting day. And we, we got to hear lots of great stories. And a big thanks before we get started to our Marauder staff making this podcast possible, especially Mr. Bobby Stiles. Bobby is a teacher in the MTA um, Academy, and he is the one that made my dream, this podcast, uh, come alive. So thank you, Bobby Stiles, for producing this show for us today. I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Kim Gooden, our Menachee Athletic Hall of Fame, second female inductee um, from the 2018 class. Um, it's actually when I met Kim. She was giving a speech, an acceptance speech at the dinner, and I knew I had to interview her. So uh, a little bit about Kim in case you don't know her. She grew up in Portoville, started playing athletics by chasing around and trying to compete with her brothers, Tim and Craig. She played softball um, at an early age, and at Burton Elementary, she was on the girls' track team, volleyball team, and basketball teams. She graduated from Burton in 1974, and she received the Outstanding Female Athlete Award there. When Kim came to Menachee in 1974, Title IX had been recently implemented. Many sports were not yet offered to girls. Kim competed in three years of volleyball and was varsity co-captain her senior year. During her junior year, Menachee started the girls' basketball program, and Kim excelled and became the team's most valuable player in both her junior and senior seasons. During her senior year, she scored a game-high 29 points and was a second-team All-EYL selection. In her senior year, Menachee introduced softball to the sports program, and Kim excelled and became the team's MVP. During Kim's senior basketball season, she was nominated for Winter Sports Queen, which she was indeed, which was indeed an honor. And in 1978, she was elected as the first female sports commissioner on the student council. When Kim graduated from Menachee, she was honored with a double M award for Outstanding Senior Female Athlete. And in 1984, Kim Rafnan was selected as a member of the Menachee High School Girls Basketball Hall of Fame. In 1993, Kim married her soulmate, Tony Rafnan, and they moved to Washington State and then to Fallon, Nevada, where Tony finished his 20-year military career. Kim is now retired from the Department of Homeland Security and lives in Reno, Nevada. Kim and Tony are still very active with their community. They volunteer with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters organization 
and the Boys and Girls Club. They love teaching kids the fundamentals of athletics. Um, one of the things that you will soon hear is the fabulous Kim Gooden. And um, one of the things I just want to let you guys know is that as competitive as Miss Kim is, I think that her greatest gift is just her willingness to give back to others. She is a very competitive athlete, um, but she is an even stronger supporter of girls' athletics. We are so proud of Ms. Kim and all of her accomplishments and so thankful for her support, um, her groundbreaking athleticism for all future female athletes and current female athletes. And uh, we just love you bunches, Kim, and we are so thankful that you got to come into our studio for this interview. If you would like to be interviewed for this podcast, meet me at Menachia, walk down memory lane, give us a call. Uh, send us an email. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and we would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love for you to meet us at Menachia and take a walk down memory lane, tour the campus, come into our studios, and record an interview with a person of your choice, teacher, fellow classmate, sibling, parent, and tell us all about your experiences at Menachee. Here's the show. <laughs> Hello, Mighty Marauders. Welcome to our latest episode of Meet Me at Menachee, A Walk Down Memory Lane. My name is Emily Drum. I am a Menachee graduate from 2001. And today in studio, we have Kim Gooden-Rathman. She's being interviewed by Madison Baxter. Um, Kim graduated in 1978, and Madison is a senior at Menachee High School right now, and she is going to graduate in a couple of weeks. So here they are. Hi. <laughs> um, okay. um, so I guess we'll start with a very basic question. Um, when and where were you born? I was born in Visalia in 1960. Is that what we wanted to know? I don't, yeah. I don't think we wanted the age, but you got it. <laughs> and then growing up through um, childhood, what were your parents like? My parents were great because they had three kids that were out of control. Um, they, he, uh, my father, my dad was my stepdad. Um, and he got a hold of three kids that were just wild. But we, he managed to get us where we needed to go between him and my mom. So they were pretty supportive. And then how would you describe yourself as a child? Were you happy or like, you know, not? <laughs> Actually, I was pretty happy. As long as I was outside playing, I was played with the boys. Um, not too many girls on our street, there was one. So as long as I could be outside, I was great. Um, had rheumatic fever when I was in the fourth grade, and I remember laying at the front door and just watching all the kids play outside. And that was not, that's the worst in my childhood. Other than that, I was pretty happy. Outside, riding horses, shooting BB guns at my brothers, <laughs> whatever. Um, growing up, did you have a nickname that the neighborhood kids gave you at all? Um, I had a couple nicknames since I have freckles. Um, I was called Spot a lot, and in college they called me Howdy, <laughs> Howdy Duty. <laughs> um, 
And then who were your best friends growing up and what were they like? And do you still, are you still in contact with any of them today? Um, I had a few good friends. My high school best friend was Sherry Rice. She passed away four years ago. Um, I've known Tilly Tagarina, which is here with us today uh, since I was a sophomore. She's older than us. <laughs> I'm old. She's a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> and um, I have a friend that I met just my, uh, I think it was my senior year just after. And I do keep in touch with him. So that's the only friends I had. I was too busy in sports. Growing up and being involved in sports, I know for myself being a student athlete is kind of tough with like time management and stuff, but what kind of student were you growing up? <laughs> I was, I had, I got B average in high end school. Um, I did not apply myself at all because all I cared about was sports. So as long as I could go play and, you know, softball, play basketball, whatever it was, I was a happy camper, but I didn't really apply myself, but I, I managed to get B's, so it was good. <laughs> and then how would your classmates remember you from Menachee? I have talked to a few of my classmates, and they just remember me as being athletic and good an athlete in, in school. That's what they remember. I have a question for you. Okay, so... Um, what drove you to be a competitive athlete? Like, what was that driving force on the court? Um, you said that your focus was athletics. So what, what motivated you to be so competitive? What drove you to play so many sports? I know you enjoyed sports, but when you're in that, that competitive mode, when you're, on, when you're on the court, what were we thinking about, or what was your, your driving force? Well, my brothers were the driving force. We all had to be better than the other one. And as going through high school, I had to be better than anybody else. And if I wasn't better, then I had to figure out what would make me better than the next person, such as the, uh, the young lady that played on the boys team from Delano, Debbie, I can't remember her last name. Um, and I watched her play and I had to be better than her if I was gonna go play with the boys the next year. I didn't worry about the boys. It's like, I just wanted to be better than her. That's all that mattered, because I knew I could beat the boys. It didn't matter. Because <laughs> I always played with my brothers, always. Even if we just, a pickup game, went one of the grammar schools, I would play. Didn't matter who it was, how tall they were. Um, it, there was just never any girls. So I always played with the boys, football, whatever it was. So. To this day, I am still competitive. My husband and I had to quit playing racquetball because it got too competitive. So I'll still beat anybody. I'll still challenge anybody. That drive like, never left you. It is, it is competitive nature never left you. Correct. It's never left. I will still tell you I can beat anybody. At least in my mind, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I can beat anybody at the, what is it, where the kids play? The arcade game. I can beat you at basketball there. Anybody. <laughs> what, was your, um, what was your favorite sport, like, in high school? Okay, so, um, Kim, can you just tell us what, what sports you played, and then what was your favorite? Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't know. I played volleyball, basketball when they had it. They didn't have it my first two years in high school. 
um, softball, which they didn't have the first two years, and that's why I was on, on the diving team for a while. And then Ms. Kessler asked me to play volleyball, which I did, because the first year I wasn't going to, and then I decided to. Um, I loved basketball, but I was better at softball. So I should have continued on with softball. What position did you play? Shortstop and pitcher, of course. <laughs> what about for basketball? What position were you for that? I was a guard out in the front. Got to shoot all the free throws. But uh, then, do you remember how many points you scored? I do. <laughs> um, we were in, I didn't, was it Arvin? Is that in, by Bakersfield? Yeah. yeah. And I told Delgar Buckner that I was going to score 30 points, and I ended up scoring 29. And I've never forgotten that. <laughs> I needed one more point. So that was your top score. That was my top score, yeah. Overall, 29. Do you know how many points you scored? I do not, no. No. Um, what position did you play for volleyball? Um, volleyball, I was mainly a setter every now and then. I got to spike the ball, but I couldn't jump. I wasn't that great in volleyball. I don't know how Ms. Kessler put up with me, but she did. <laughs> Do you have any achievements that, like, you remember, like, vividly from playing so many sports in high school? Like, I know personally I got, like, first team all league in both of the sports I play. Like, did they have that back then, or was it more of, like, just like if you're good, like you're good, like you're known to be the best. They did have that back then. Um, I was just telling Emily that I was on the basketball second team EYL, and I should have been on the first team EYL. That's that I just that just eats at me to this day. I should have been first team EYL because I was the highest scorer, but that's all right. I'll take it to my grave. <laughs> Do you have any of, um, like, favorite stories or memories from either, like, sports or school from Menachie's time? Um, gosh. I have some after school because <laughs> <laughs> I continue playing softball on a traveling league, and we had some stories. <laughs> but in school, I, just, I, re I do remember one girl. Her name was Johnny. That's all I remember. She played for Arvin, and they, I was running down the court, and they sandwiched me. And when they did that, of course, my bra popped open, and it's like, okay, how am I going to get this closed on the court? So I remember that. It's like, what? That's it, outside. <laughs> so needless to say, I, got, I think the first year I fell out of every game. So I had a little bit of a temper, I would say. Um, from your travel softball team, I know that I have friends from, like, my club teams for my sports and stuff that, like, I've held on to throughout the years. Do you have some still today that you still talk to, like, teammates from high school or your club teams? Um, actually, Tilly, my friend Tilly Tagarino, she played um, some of the city league and travel teams, and her and I are still friends. Um, Terry Raffinan, she played, still friends with Terry. Um, I do talk to some of the other ones, not very often, um, but I played on a traveling team, the same team, since I was 16 years old till I was 33. So, long time. Okay. Um, what do you think the difference between girls' sports is from when you played to today? What are some differences maybe you see 
inability or opportunities um, that you've noticed? I know that we took you back to the gym and that brought back some good memories. Um, I know that we've got to work on getting the Menachee Softball Hall of Fame names up there. And mine first. Uh, and yours first, because you're the first one on the Basketball Hall of, Hall of Fame. But uh, what, what do you see as differences for, for female athletes today versus when you played? Um, I just think there's more opportunity for them nowadays than there was when I played because we only had, you know, volleyball. There was no basketball, no softball, no water polo. There wasn't much for girls when I played. So they have a lot more opportunity. I think there's a wrestling team, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So, and we didn't have that back when I was in school. So they have a lot more opportunity. And then they can actually further their career now to where when I was going to school, you couldn't. Um, they didn't have the WNBA. They didn't have, they had nothing for females like the boys or the men or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> if you think that they were to have those, um, like the WNBA or like the any opportunity to like further your um, athleticism, like would you, do you think you would have gone on to try and achieve that? Yep, definitely. I wouldn't watch the WNBA for years because I knew I was better than those girls that were playing. Um, and so I definitely know that I would have, furthered my career in basketball, but definitely in softball. Any regrets other than not being able to further your career? Yeah. Any, any, yes. any regrets? That, that's the one, one biggest regret is that it just had to stop after school was over. Graduating, it pretty much had to stop other than the traveling softball team, which we played every weekend. And by the way, I was one of the top 10 players in the world in softball. I have the plaque to prove it. Um, but yeah, it, it, that bothered me that once high school's over, it's over for the females. And for the males, they got to continue on. So. Um, how do you want to be remembered? Well, I can't say that I, I, as a nice person, because if you played, if you were a competitor, then it, it didn't matter. On the court, playing softball, on the field, I don't care if you were my best friend because this happened, um, on the field, it's competition. Off, it's totally different. So um, just as a good athlete, you know, I was one of the better athletes. That's how I like to be remembered because I put a lot of time and energy into playing with those boys. <laughs> um, my coach, Miss Quinones, for volleyball, she actually tells us, like, exactly what you just said. Like, on the court, it's competition, and then when you're off, that's when you're friends. But ultimately, like team is your family but like you said competition so do you think that like I know today it causes issues do you think that it's from like a generation shift of everyone kind of being more sensitive now that like the reason that that can't continue do you know what, it, it, I understand what you're saying um, it should be able to continue because you know I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. You know, being this politically correct thing is just not, I'm not good at it. Um, but you are a competitive force on the court. You're friends off the court. And I know some, I, I can't speak for boys, um, but some of the girls, you know, might get their feelings hurt or you did this to me or whatever happened on the court. Well, 
as far as I'm concerned, that's too bad. If I've got to run over you to score a point, I'm running over you. <laughs> because that did happen with a, my best friend, with Sherry. Uh, we played softball against each other, and, and we won. And the game was over, and next thing I knew, I got a fist right in the stomach. But that was all right. We won. Didn't matter. <laughs> so <laughs> we're friends off the court, but competitors on the court. Um, growing up, was there like one particular person that drove you to be the like the person you are today, like as an influence, or even like you said earlier, your brothers, like aside from athleticism, like the person you are, was there one person that influenced that? Um, my brothers were always the the drive because um, I always wanted to be better than them. My mom actually was very athletic. Um, but it was my brothers that kind of pushed the drive. Um, the coaches, whenever I was in high school, the coaches that we had, it was just a matter of, you know, what person wanted to coach. Not that they had um, the background, such as basketball, coaching and basketball. Um, the coach from Porterville actually asked me to go to play with him at Porterville High School, and I wouldn't do it. It's like, no, I can't leave, leave Menanchee. And that's probably one regret, too, I have, as, as I did not leave and go to Porterville to play basketball, but because they had a really great coach in Tiny Hill um, at Porterville. But I just couldn't leave Menanchee. It's like, nah, that's my school. So it was my brothers that drove me, and just being competitive. Um, what was your most important lesson throughout life? Like whether it be growing up or like even with athletics, what was the main thing that really like hit you hard? Um, one thing that hit me hard is when my dad died in 1987. Um, that was one of the worst things I've done or had to deal with. But you know what they say, and this is really simple, is I had a car accident in 2004. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's just not worth it. So that's, that's how I live now, is I live to have fun and just let the small stuff go. It's just not important. And, even, and I've learned that even, you know, kind of growing up in school is things that seemed important at the time just weren't. It's just not important. Let the small stuff go. Argue about the big stuff. <laughs> Who cares what makeup or lipstick you have on today? <laughs> right, the stuff you care about. Yeah. And then, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What is um, your proudest moment as an athlete growing up? Like, with, like, it could be, like, an award, but was there something that, like, really stuck out to you where you're like, wow, like, I did that? Hmm. Um, there's two things. One was being chosen as one of the top 10 softball players in our world tournament that we went to, um, cause that was a surprise. And the second one is, and it's pretty simple again, um, the Porterville skate rink. You were there last year. Um, when I won the speed skating trophy, it's just a little plastic trophy, but I could not beat Tammy Holt and I finally beat her and I still have that little trophy, that little plastic trophy to this day. So that was a big thing for me. Um, Paulette White, I could not beat her 
running home every day from Burton School. <laughs> that really made me mad, and I think about it all the time. And I, I practiced every day to beat her, and I just couldn't, and I still haven't to this day. <laughs> Some of the things I remember. <laughs> if you could give advice to um, female athletes today with like, because I know that we have more opportunity to continue or even to, we have more of an opportunity just really to play, like, all together. Is there any advice that you would give us coming from a time where that wasn't available to you? I would say just don't squander your opportunities. You know, take the opportunity and run with it. And if that doesn't work out, there's another opportunity around the corner. There's just so many opportunities for females nowadays. Just take it and go. I mean, I, I just wish they would have had that back when I was in high school, that we could have done something. But I just say take the opportunity that you're given, or even if you're not given the opportunity, fight for it. Don't let anybody tell you no, fight for it. I've been told no a few times, and... If you tell me no, that's not the right word to tell me because I'm going to prove you wrong. So it doesn't matter if they tell you no. Go for whatever you want to go for and just keep fighting and be the best. <laughs> um, this one's kind of off topic, but do you have any children? I do not. Do you want, like, do you wish that you would have had children? Yeah, that's my name. Um, I do. I wish I would have had kids. I dread it every day. Um, things in my life just didn't work out having kids, but I'm around kids constantly. Um, and, and actually when I came back into town for the hall of fame dinner this year, I went out to Granite high school and Strathmore Spartan softball game. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, cause I was very irritated when I watched that game. We've got to have coaches that that teach the fundamentals of the sport that they're teaching. I mean, I saw some plays that they were, they should have been taught fundamentals and they weren't. Um, I'm not going to say which school it was because then I'll really be in trouble. But um, I, I would like to go coach young kids to teach them just the fundamentals. I mean, I taught Bobby Sox. I was a coach here in town for Bobby Sox. And at practice, um, one of the girls told me, says, coach, we don't, practice that until we get into all-stars well if you're on my team you're going to practice it now because as far as I'm concerned we're the all-star team and yes we did take first place <laughs> but it's I would like to see the coaches teach the kids and when I say kids I still mean high school kids the fundamentals um, I just saw that they didn't even have the fundamentals in this game I watched the high school game so I was pretty pretty upset about that it's like I'm gonna go coach <laughs> so anyhow Kim when I ran into you um, a couple weeks ago at the Menachee Hall of Fame dinner um, of course uh, we invite all of the former inductees to come back and um, you said that you were planning to come back every single year and I just want to know why is it so important to you to come back and um yeah, why, why do you want to come back? Why is that so important to you? It's important because that's a great honor. I mean, to be voted into the, the Athletic Hall of Fame is a great honor. And you should – I'm coming back every year because I'm going to show them that, that it, it means a lot to me, that they did recognize my athletic ability, you know, back when. 
So they, they were paying attention. So I think all the inductees should return and pay homage to the ones that are coming behind us. Since, as far as I'm concerned, as a female, we set the bar for the ones behind us. But it's, it's an honor to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'll be here every year. Do you think that a part of that meaning so much to you is because you didn't have the opportunity to continue and get recognized back Definitely, because, you know, you can tell people that you were a great athlete or, or thought you were, anyway. Um, <laughs> just ask me, I'll tell you. Um, that you thought you were a good athlete, and now being inducted into the Hall of Fame is, um, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Proof. Well, not necessarily proof, but... Validation. Validation, there you go. That it's, they're validating, yes, that I was a pretty good athlete back in my day. So I can still beat you today. <laughs> I know we had at this year's um, class of inductees included the 1996 water polo team. And I know that was not your sport. Um, that wasn't an option um, when you're an athlete at Menachee. But I want to give you the validation today that I know that that would not have been possible without you, even though you weren't in that sport. You know, your passion um, for the game um, your, relentna your relentless pursuit of excellence in athletics, um, just your drive um, to play, even if there wasn't a girls' team in basketball. Um, I think that that motivated the coaches to support future female athletes. So from a different perspective, um, this isn't a question, but just gratitude. I just want to say thank you for blazing that trail. Um, I know Title IX was re relatively new legislation when you were an athlete, um, but that passion that you had opened, uh, opened a lot of doors for future athletes like Maddie um, and, and other programs that developed long after you were gone. So I just um, want to say thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> I know you're talking about how you wanted to coach. Do you think that you'll take on um, high school coaching or even like smaller levels of play coaching? Do you think that that's something that you would like to do later? Actually, it is. I don't live in Porterville anymore. I live in Reno, Nevada. Um, actually, when I go back, I am going to go talk to the school district. Um, it's a little hard for me nowadays. I've had six back surgeries, so there's some things I can and can't do, but what the heck, I'll do it, and then I'll go worry about the pain later. I got, a, I got an ice pack. Um, but I'm definitely going to go talk to the school district because after what I saw um, – the other day in the softball game, and I'm going to watch Menanchee today, so Dave Kuntz, be on your toes. <laughs> um, so yes, it's something I would like to pursue. Why did you move to Nevada? Was it just to get out of Porterville? Because I know that's a lot of people's goal now is, as long as I'm out of Porterville, that's their thing. Is that Was that what you did when you were moving, or was it like a different reason behind it? No, actually, it was a different reason. I got married um, to Tony Raffinan, and he was in the military, so we had to move to Washington State. And then from there, we moved to Fallon because he was just at the end of his career. Um, and then we both ended up, we had pretty good jobs in Reno, and the weather was great. Not as hot as it is here because I'm dying here. <laughs> I don't know how I lived here now. Um, so we just, we like it in Reno. We like the weather. There's always something to do. And, of course, there's always gambling. <laughs> so... So we're going to stay there. I thought I might want to come back here, but it's too hot. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I think that that is the end of our interview. Thank you, Madison Baxter, and thank you, Kim Goodenbaffinan, um, for joining us today. And stay tuned for another episode of Meet Me at Menachee, A Walk Down Memory Lane.